I gotta tell you, I just get sick and tired of hearing these people in the mainstream media calling Joe Biden the president-elect and covering all these great appointments that he's making. Can't deal with it anymore. Just can't deal with it anymore. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Biduri for National Preview Online and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, please do so in the iTunes app store. Simply search out NP Online and you will be subscribed. There is no fee and you won't miss a thing. Similarly, if you are an Android user, go to the Google Play Store, download the Podbean app and then search for us on podbean.com and subscribe that way. Podbean is our hosting service. It's very convenient, and likewise, it will cost you nothing. But you will be notified every time there's a new broadcast on the show. If you have any questions for yours truly, please feel free to email us at nationalpreviewonline at gmail.com. Now, one thing I would like to ask as a favor to all of you before we begin is we try and give you good information. We try to give you opinions that you might not get from other outlets. We understand that there is a thirst for conservative media and that consumption is growing. So in order to help us promote the show, please go to the iTunes app store if you are an Apple user and give the show a review. Give us a good review because the more reviews you get, the more frequently and readily the show pops up in the iTunes app store when people search for conservative content podcasts. So if you can do that, we would be extremely grateful. Okay, so let's give a quick update. I'm not interested in covering what cabinet positions Joe Biden is filling because I still maintain that there is going to be no Joe Biden cabinet. Now, let me go over a couple of things here. Now, as you know, there are a lot of lawsuits that are taking place over these vote counts. Now, the Trump campaign had won a victory uh, earlier today or late yesterday, I think it was, from an appellate court in Pennsylvania, which says that they, the Philadelphia election district must allow observers in there within six feet to be able to view this vote count because there's a lot of monkey business going on. Now, apparently that went to the Connecticut State Supreme Court, and they've reversed that and said that there's no such provision in the election law, uh, and therefore the they can keep them further away. But this only invites the maintenance of the fraud that we all know took place. And there were two judges that dissented, and they wrote a rather scathing dissent saying that they should not have done this. But now this is simply going to advance into federal court, which is where it's ultimately going to wind up, because neither side is going to stop appealing these things until all appeals have exhausted. And we all know where that ends up at the United States Supreme Court. But Sidney Powell, the bulldog of a lawyer for the president and Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, have been uh, on this from day one. They were on the Sunday morning talk shows, notably Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo, and they were explaining the evidence. Now, they didn't want to give it all up because a lot of it is very classified information that will be exposed in court, make no mistake about that. But they didn't want to start letting people know that they had it for fear that people might try to hide it or evaporate it. 
Now, it all starts with this little-known executive order that President Trump had written back in September of 2018. Now, I thought this was nonsense, but I clicked on the link, and I did find, by searching it, this was an executive order that was issued by President Trump on September 12th of 2018, and it has the force of law by the authority vested in me as president of the con- by the Constitution and the laws of the United States. And it shows the act, you know, uh, 50 U.S.C. 1701, uh, National Emergencies Act, 50 U.S.C. 1601, blah, 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 blah. I, Donald J. Trump, president of the United States of America, find that the ability of persons located in whole or in substantial part outside the United States to interfere in or undermine public confidence in the United States elections, including through the unauthorized accessing of election and campaign infrastructure or the covert distribution of propaganda and disinformation constitutes an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security and foreign policy of the United States. Although there has been no evidence of a foreign power altering the outcome or vote tabulation In any United States election thus far, foreign powers have historically sought to exploit America's free and open political system. In recent years, the proliferation of digital devices and Internet-based communications has created significant vulnerabilities and magnified the scope and intensity of the threat of foreign interference as illustrated in the 2017 Intelligence Community Assessment. I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with this threat. And accordingly, I hereby order. Now, this order is rather lengthy. So let me go to a condensed version, which was available in an email that was sent to me. And it was researched down by Mike Adams. So in that executive order, now Mike Adams works for Natural News. Um, In that executive order, which, as he said, almost no one has covered since the day it was signed, He states, let's see, I'll paraphrase it here. Okay. He's talking about places like CNN that are working with foreign powers. The executive order further states that this foreign interference in U.S. elections constitutes an extraordinary risk. Okay, I read that. Why is this relevant? Well, because he said in that executive order, as I just read, that capabilities are increasing. Dominion Voting Systems is a Canadian company. Now, we all know who Dominion Voting Systems are. They're a Canadian company, and they have links with Venezuela, with a company called Smartmatic, which controls this voting and does the count outside the United States. Now, Cytel is another company that's run out of Spain. So Dominion is a foreign-owned company which makes Dominion-based election theft a foreign interference issue as qualifying under that executive order. Votes cast by Americans were counted by the bankrupt Spanish company Seidel in Spain. Like Dominion Voting System, Seidel has a long history of election fraud in various nations, including injection backdoors, injecting backdoors into its election software. Seidel is, by the way, connected to George Soros and the Democrats, and Bill Gates owns stock in Seidel. Both Dominion and Seidel route their data through servers in Germany and possibly also in Serbia, Venezuela, and China. Now, if your head is spinning right about now, it should be, because you should be asking the same questions I'm asking. Why the hell are American elections 
and vote counts being routed outside of this country to foreign nations, some of which are far from secure, in order to get a count. It doesn't make any sense, unless, of course, you have ulterior motives. Now, Trump's executive order in 2018 gives the Department of Justice the power to seize all assets of individuals and companies that were complicit in aiding or covering up this foreign interference in U.S. elections. Every organization, every organization involved in the election theft and cover-up can now be seized by the U.S. government. But that's not even the full extent of what's demanded by this executive order. Any media organization that assisted in covering up or assisting foreign interference in a U.S. election is also targeted by this executive order. The executive order describes what it means by foreign interference. It means any covert, fraudulent, deceptive, or unlawful actions or attempted actions of a foreign government or of any person acting as an agent of or on behalf of a foreign government undertaken with the purpose or effect of influencing, undermining confidence in, or altering the result or reported result of the election or undermining public confidence in election processes or institutions. Now, this is very, very interesting. The government now would have the authority to seize assets and property of those people. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting. Forgetting what Mike Jones has reported, according to Representative Louis Gohmert, Republican congressman from Texas, the U.S. military has just conducted a raid on the server farm of the now bankrupt Seitel company in Barcelona, Spain. And the government of Germany cooperated with our military in seizing the servers in Frankfurt, Germany. By getting a hold of these servers, they are going to have direct evidence of when they were instructed to stop counting. They will also discover who gave that direction to stop counting and who initiated the algorithm that started switching votes. The CIA, because of its close ties to this cabal, was completely excluded from this operation. The raid in Germany appears to have targeted the CIA's Frankfurt server farm operation. We also now have confirmation from WikiLeaks documents that the CIA used a data center in Frankfurt as a remote hacking base to rig U.S. elections. WikiLeaks has also released a trove of CIA documents on Tuesday that reveals details of the CIA's secret hacking arsenal. That release includes 8,761 documents that reveals details of malware, viruses, trojans, weaponized zero-day exploits, malware, etc., etc., and so on. Now, this dovetails with something that I read today, uh, and it's available in news outlets. It was Sidney Powell, and it was in the, the Epic Times, if I can go back and find it for you. She talks about the algorithms, and she talks about how these things were used and how the plan was foiled. Let me get over here, if I can find it. I think one came in earlier today. Let's see if we got here. No, that's not the one. That's not the one. All right, I'm going to search for it. In any event, what Sidney Powell is talking about is that they had a plan all along. Apparently, this, this Dominion voting system, apart from 
entering in fake ballots, has the ability to take ballots that are made out for one candidate and change them to be counted for the other candidate, which is a pretty diabolical thing. And apparently they had programmed uh, the, the election machines in these states that use uh, the Dominion voting system to do that. Okay, they have it. Here we go. All right, let me get to these things here. Okay, I'll get to it in a second. I found the article. There's a couple of articles I wanted to go over with you. Now, let me, I'm going to not misquote her, so I want to get it right here. Now, this is a... Sidney Powell, for those of you who don't know or haven't listened to the show before, Sidney Powell is the attorney who was representing General Michael Flynn in his effort to get that case thrown out, which never should have been brought against him to begin with. She is a former federal prosecutor. Everyone in the industry who knows her respects her, and they know that she puts her money where her mouth is, and she doesn't make claims ever that she can't prove. So let me read this. The title of the article, which appears in the Epic Times, is that Sidney Powell... We're getting ready to overturn election results in multiple states. Former federal prosecutor Sidney Powell, a Trump campaign lawyer, suggested in a Sunday interview that the president's legal team is receiving a deluge of evidence concerning voter fraud and irregularities. Now, that would be the Sunday interview that I just alluded to on Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. We're getting ready to overturn election results in multiple states, adding that she has enough evidence of election fraud to launch a widespread criminal investigation. I don't make comments without having the evidence to back it up. Powell claims that election software switched millions of votes from President Donald Trump to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. Powell is notably the counsel to former Michael We know that. Powell said a whistleblower has come forward alleging that the voting software was designed to rig elections. He saw it happen in other countries, and apparently referring to election hardware uh, software by Dominion Voting Systems and Smartmatic. We have so much evidence, I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose, she said to Maria Vardaromo. They can stick a thumb drive in the voting machine. They can upload software to it even from the Internet, from Germany or Venezuela. They can watch votes in real time, and they can sift, shift votes in real time. The bad actors have remote access to anything they want. We've identified mathematically the exact algorithm they've used and plan to use from the beginning. Now, there's another article that I also found here. So if I can just get it here. And this contains a quote from the FEC chairman, which is the Federal Elections Commission, a man by the name of Trey Trainer, He said in an unusual tweet today that he believes Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell's claim of widespread election fraud. Powell, a former federal prosecutor, recently claimed the president's legal team has been receiving a deluge of evidence concerning voter fraud and other irregularities. While she has declined to detail what evidence she may have in her possession, she insisted, I don't make comments without having the evidence to back it up. Trainer, in his tweet, called Powell forthright and honest in every case she's ever taken on. 
If she says there is rampant voter fraud in election 2020, I believe her. Now, apparently, what we have going on here is this has really been done very high tech. Now, according to Powell, in other articles I read, quoting her, interviews I read, she said the algorithm was already in place to change votes in a certain percentage because, you know, they have to make it within a certain percentage to make it believable. But that they miscalculated how many votes Donald Trump would actually receive. Donald Trump received 9 million more votes in 2019, in 2020 than he did in 2016. And so because of that, as these votes started to come in and they reached a point where in Michigan, places like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania especially, where they had 60-some-odd percent of the vote counted, they saw Trump's lead becoming almost insurmountable. In Pennsylvania, for instance, he led by 700,000 votes, more than 700,000 votes, with 64% of the vote in, and the lead was growing. That's when they had to stop the counting and alter the algorithm so that they could get more votes switched to Joe Biden. Now think about it. As I've said before, it makes intuitive sense, but now that we're armed with this additional information, what you saw on election night makes even more sense. Because look at the totality of this. In 2016, we had a candidate who had very recently been in the administration, Hillary Clinton. She was the first woman president hopeful that we thought we were going to have, right, according to the left. Uh, all the polls said she would win. She was out polling Trump. Trump had no record of achievement in politics at that time. He was an outsider. He was simply a successful businessman, even though people try to dispute that. But he had no record of achievement, and everybody expected he would get blown away in the election. Now, I did not, but many of the pundits did. And so we had these polls predicting like a wipeout. And lo and behold, that didn't happen. The exact opposite happened. Donald Trump prevailed. And he did so by simply outworking everybody else. Because even though they thought that he would win against Hillary Clinton, they really never gave a satisfactory explanation as to how this non-politician was able to mow down and outlast 16 seasoned political politicians, uh, political people in the primary. He wiped out every primary contender, every single one. He simply outworked everybody. And he did it again this time around with bigger rallies and more energy, and that translated into 9 million more votes. Not only that, he created a red wave, despite this blue wave you you were told was coming. The Democrats didn't gain seats in the House. They lost seats in the House. Donald Trump and the Republicans actually picked up 12 seats in the House. They only lost one seat in the Senate. And in the state races, they gained even more Republican seats. And that wave was due solely to Donald Trump. Now, we're supposed to believe that this man, who's responsible for these coattails that he had, that swept all these people into office, got 9 million more votes in 2020 than he received in 2016, that he is the only casualty in this election, that he who was responsible for it lost, and he lost to a man who never left his basement, 
had no get-out-the-vote operation and that this man got more votes than he did. We're supposed to believe this. It flies in the face of logic. It flies in the face of past practices, things that we've seen in elections gone by, and there's only really one way to explain it. The only way to explain it is fraud, and the only way you can achieve such a fraud in this day and age is through the use of voting systems that had no business being put in place to begin with. The state of Texas, a very, very large state, refused to allow the use of Dominion because they knew it was corrupt, and in fact, in the manual itself that is produced by the company that makes it, it explains that it has back doors and that it can be manipulated, and it was designed for that purpose, which explains why the CIA uses it to try and manipulate elections in other countries. So this is a very, very interesting thing, a very, very interesting thing. And it leads us to believe or now know that the CIA, the current CIA, was complicit in this because Trump is trying to rein them in, too. In fact, I predict that when he's re-inaugurated, one of the first people to get their head lopped off is going to be the current CIA director. She'll be gone. So there's a lot more here than meets the eye. You can't tell me that a man who never left his basement can't put together a grammatically correct sentence was put to bed every morning for weeks before the debate so he could fool his biological clock and he wouldn't suffer from the sundowning phenomenon that afflicts many people um, who have dementia, which Joe Biden clearly has. I mean, I saw it on Australian Sky News. They're showing clips of him. They're making fun of the guy. I mean, they're making absolute fun of him. He can't, Tucker Carlson showed it, he can't speak. I'm going to get, that's exactly the way he sounds. I mean, the guy is, he's terrible. He's pathetic. So I'm going to tell you all to keep your powder dry because Sidney Powell is a woman who has demonstrated her, her credibility. She's demonstrated her legal chops. She's done phenomenal work uncovering the fraud against General Flynn and this cabal and this move to get rid of Donald Trump. If she says that she has it and she can prove it, you can bet she does. So it's going to be a very, very interesting ride. And I point out to everyone that Joe Biden is not the president-elect until Donald Trump concedes. Until such time as 50 states certify the elections and 50 states have their electors cast those electoral votes and Joe Biden receives 270 or more of those electoral votes. He is not officially the president-elect. He is nothing right now. He's simply the man who ran against Donald Trump in 2020. This is important. Now, traditionally, we've always called people the president-elect after Election Day because usually we've never had these kind of issues uh, with the security of our elections and the uh, count wasn't in doubt, except in 2000 when you had Gore conceding and then he re- retracted his concession. But usually it's based on a concession by one of the opponents. He says, I concede the election, and now he can credibly call himself the president-elect, and the media can call him the president-elect, uh, absent the certification of the elections and the casting of the electoral votes by the electors to the Electoral College. But that's not the case here. 
There's rampant evidence of voter fraud. There's no explanation on the part of these states as to why they would have any reason to stop counting votes unless something on the order of what Sidney Powell stating has happened did happen. And so Donald Trump has not conceded on that basis. He's been saying all along it was going to be a a horror show with these mail-in ballots. And until that's done, it's not going to be conceded. So this thing is going out of the state courts very quickly, going to the federal courts. And I cannot see a federal court blowing it off and simply saying there's nothing to see here against the way of these evidence. Now, they're going to bring into court among other things, not only this algorithm that they've mathematically identified, and math is an exact science. So if they can show that algorithm and how it plays out, and it proves out to produce the same results in a mathematical reenactment as happened in real life, that's going to be very, very compelling. They're also bringing in people from the CIA, whistleblowers, who have worked with this program, and they're going to bring people in that can explain the manual of the program, of how it works. But one thing is for sure. There is no reason for our votes to be counted by a foreign company that's based outside of the United States and have these votes sent through cyberspace to foreign countries like Germany and particularly Venezuela and Spain to have them counted. This does not inspire confidence. This is a recipe for fraud. And this is something that was well known I'll repeat the words of Attorney General Barr when he was interviewed by Wolf Blitzer about a month and a half before the election. In 2009, for my Democratic friends who forget, their great hero, Jimmy Carter, who couldn't get anything right when he had the job, co-chaired a bipartisan commission along with James Baker to study this idea of mail-in voting, and they said we should never undertake it because it is wrought with the risk of fraud and coercion. And make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, mail-in voting is not synonymous with an absentee ballot. An absentee ballot is requested by a real person to a specific address. Mail-in voting are ballots that have simply been mailed out to every name on the voter roll, whether those people are still alive, whether they still live there or not. They're inherently inaccurate and can be filled out by anyone. There was a woman that was on... Uh, the internet the other day, that, that said her dog cast a vote. Why? Because she's a student enrolled in a university. She has some emotional uh, support issues, so she has an emotional support dog. So the dog is registered as a service dog. And because of that, it's registered as a student at the school. And the dog is microchipped. And that microchip happens to contain nine digits, the same digits as a social security number. Somehow, that dog through data mining, but with these computer software programs, was listed as a registered voter and cast a vote. You don't think that's fraud? You don't think that's, you think that's any way to run a vote? And these are not isolated incidents. I told you, former heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Frazier voted in this election. And I would love to see Joe's ballot because Joe was a registered Republican. Like I said the other day, maybe since Biden you know, campaigned in his basement, and that's typically underground, Uh, perhaps he was a little closer to these deceased people, and therefore, you know, they all become converted Democrats. I don't know. But in any event, there's more to this story. This is not over. Stay tuned. Don't lose hope. Keep the faith. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with an update, and I hope I do have more information to update you on. For the time being, I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online.